Welcome, you're listening to the Spa Business Mastery Podcast, a place for team and solo spa owners to learn how to scale their business growth and impact by implementing thriving systems and strong leadership. Hello, and welcome back to the Spa Business Mastery Podcast. My name is Kirsten Foss, and I'm really glad you're here, dear spa owner. Uh, so we're in November, and November is all about season. Um, I think that most of you um, as spa owners love the big picture piece of being a business owner. I find that was always the most exciting to, um, to kind of do my business planning, even right out of the gate when I first started my very first business. It always seemed um, like it was just so much fun and it was so exciting doing the planning phase. Um, now, I know as we are in our business year over year, um, it's a lot harder to actually do the big big picture planning, it seems, because most of us in our business are also in our business, working in our business. And so when we're working in our business, we are so close to the minutia of the day-to-day that it gets really difficult to kind of remember where we are in our big picture planning. And, you know, when we talk about planning, the big the big piece about it is we're often looking to make more money, obviously, in our business. And yet there are a lot of other factors in that go into planning that a affect your bottom line, um, affect how much sales that are coming, but also affects your profitability. And I think actually even more importantly, it affects how you show up in your business as, as the owner and as a leader. So in, as far as I'm concerned, it's equally as important to make sure that, you know, yes, we have all the the data and the numbers and, you know, kind of the tactical, practical pieces of, of planning uh, and, and kind of forecasting out our next year. But we also need to pay big attention to us as as the owners are you know how we're doing emotionally how we're doing physically how we're doing mentally how we're doing spiritually in our business um and if 2023 has been really rough or you know 2022 even if it's been a a, like a a bit of a run of rough years for you you i really want to encourage you to take into consideration you how you're feeling and what your needs are in your business as well. So we're going to be talking about both pieces here. So like I said, this is my favorite, most favorite time of the year, because I can kind of get out of the minutia of my day and um, get into the big picture planning and, you know, thinking about what I wanted to do and all these ideas that have come up in the, over the, over the past, you know, 11 months. Um, and kind of just wondering how I'm going to implement that into my business. So I know you are too. So let's get at it. Now, um, before we dive into the actual planning, and I definitely want you to have like, you know, bring your notebook and, you know, your pen and write all this stuff down. um, So that when you have time to sit down and and do your own planning that you've got a framework here. And that's really what I want to give you today is a framework of how to plan for 2024 in your business. um, So that you know, you're not sitting down at your planning day and going, oh, okay, well, now what? Okay, I'm, I'm going to make a financial goal. Um, and we can't just pull numbers out of the air. So that's why we need to sit down and have a format to our planning sessions. Now, um, 
if you've been following me this past six months, you know that I've also been blending in a little bit of the kind of woo-woo or spirituality into um, spa business. And so I wanted to um, include a little bit of that as well. So I often will use tarot, a tarot deck to just kind of prompt a, like if I'm sitting down to plan anything or strategize anything, I often pull a tarot card to help me kind of just get focused on things. And so this morning I pulled a tarot card for us and I use the Lightseer's tarot deck. Um, I love the imagery of this tarot deck. It's more modern than what you would see with the old older Rider weight decks or Toth decks. So that's what I'm using here. And for today, uh, for today's topic on planning, um, you know, you just can't even make this stuff up anymore. I can't anyways. I pulled a four of pentacles and pentacles in tarot represents abundance. So like I, like I said, you can't make some of this stuff up. And if you look at this card here, if you're, if you're watching on video, um, it's a woman holding a purse and she's holding her, like looks like coins. The pentacles are showing up as coins. She's holding them in her, she's got them in her purse and she's kind of holding them close to her chest. And the message here is about, um, is about abundance. And it's about not really trusting your abundance. So I feel like this couldn't have been a better message for us to get started with, because I know so many of you don't trust your abundance. And, you know, when we, when we are stuck in that death grip of like, needing money, wanting money, um, it, it can feel like a death grip, like you've got this really, really tight grip on it. And what this card is telling us is that you actually are holding all of your abundance already. <laughs> you may just not see it. Um, and because you can't see it, you're not acknowledging it. And when we're talking about abundance, we most of the time think about money, but abundance is more than just money. It's time, it's energy. Um, and so think about the things that are actually really abundant in your life that maybe aren't necessarily money. And that's a way for you to tap into feeling more abundant, even if you're, you know, you got a little bit of that death grip on the money topic, try to let that go. This card is about trusting that you already have abundance and that your abundance um, needs to come out through creativity and generosity. So I think this is a really fantastic card to that shows up uh, when we're talking about planning. All right, now let's get into the more strategic aspects of it now that we've had a little bit of woo and set our energy uh, for this planning session. And that energy is about developing our creativity and generosity in order to see our abundance and allow it to flow more freely. All right, now let's get started with your tactical practical pieces. So before you start planning anything for 2024, folks, you got to debrief what's happened in 2023. And the reason why we need to do this is because we need context, right? If we wanna, if we wanna um, achieve X amount of dollars and we need to know how much further we've got to go to get that, we need to have a baseline of where we're at, right? So what I would like you to do is to, like, the first part of this planning is more about um, brainstorming and thinking about 2023. So here's some 
little sub headlines I want you to make notes about and I want you to think about them like it may not come right away for you you may need to like go for a walk and uh, take some time to just kind of mull this all over but this is what I want you to do debrief for 2023 starting with your pay how much money have you been able to take out of your business on a regular basis now if you have been really struggling with that that's okay you can make a plan to incrementally start making uh, giving yourself a little bit more money. But what I'm getting at is I don't want you to start planning 2024 based on kind of what you've been doing in 2023. We've got to debrief it first. Did it work? Didn't it work? If there are some pieces that worked a little bit and we can take those little nuggets of gold, ditch the rest and you know, kind of move forward on a better strategy. So when it comes to your pay, I don't want you to be stuck where you're at if you are haven't been able to take a regular paycheck. So that's the first thing you need to look at is what have I been paying myself throughout the year? What's been the frequency that I've been able to do it? How much have I been able to do at that frequency? Okay, leave it at that for now. We're just debriefing. All right, the next thing I want you to look at is how much time did you take off this year? Um, you know, like I think in the service industry, it's really easy to get like caught up in this, just like being on giving services nonstop. And the fact of the matter is in this industry, like you've been in it for like anything more than six months, you know, this is an exhausting industry to be in, particularly if you're leading the show. So if you didn't take any time off last, like for this year, 2023, I'm going to say that you're probably pretty close to burnout. Uh, especially if you have a family um, or you're a caregiver for parents or, or somebody else. So here's what I want you to do. Um, and this is so, this is tied directly to your pay because we're going to figure out, we want to figure out this time money math for you. So, you know, if you've got 52 weeks to be able to work in the year, what I want you to do is decide how much time off you want. So maybe it's only a week at Christmas between Christmas and New Year. Maybe it's only a week in the summer. I mean, that's not a lot, especially for the kind of work that you all do. Um, but if that's the basis, then that's the basis of, of what you've got. But I really do also encourage you to, if that's all you can do or feel you can do, then perhaps maybe booking in some long weekends for yourself, some extra long, long weekends. So on the long weekend, maybe take the Friday off as well as the Monday. Okay. Your energy is your most valuable resource, my friends, most valuable. Like if you are burnt out, if you're sick, because you know, you know what happens when you burn out, your physical body starts reacting. If you get sick, you're really in a jam. So this piece, as far as your time off, I want you to give yourself more time off than you actually think you need, right? Whenever I work with somebody and we do this, they're every single time when I'm suggesting more time, they're like, oh, I can't do that. And I'm like, well, why not? If we can make the time money, ma time money math work so that you can make the same amount of money or even more money in the year and have like an extra week off during the year, why not do that? So we just have to reverse engineer it a bit. But at this point, I just want you to decide how much time off you want. Minimum two weeks, people, minimum, okay? All right. The next thing I want you to debrief for 2023 was, did you hire? Um, how did that go? <laughs> you know, I know that hiring right now, uh, 
uh, like recruiting and hiring is so, oh my gosh, how many words, frustrating, stressful, um, tiring, exhausting. <laughs> um, you know, there's a whole bunch of words to describe the recruiting and hiring process and then the training process. So if you did hire, how did it go? Um, this is a really big piece where you can make some notes, like what worked in the recruiting and hiring and training process. Uh, make notes about that. What didn't work? Make notes about that. And then it allows you to then use that as a little uh, jumping off point for what needs to be improved in your recruiting, hiring and training system. Okay. But if you keep repeating the same way you're doing things and you're not getting great hires or they're not staying or they're not, um, they're not coachable. We got to fix something with your recruiting and hiring and training process. Okay. And it might not be necessarily your system. Maybe your leadership needs some work and that's okay too. Especially if you're not used to, if you're working used to being a solo and now you got a team and you're kind of a bit like, I'm not really sure if I love having a team yet. Um, your leadership can 100% get in the way of how the recruiting, hiring, and training process is going. So if you feel like, you know, I'm not a great leader and it's really frustrating for me, there's some work to be done there, okay? But we need to put it on paper to get it clear exactly what needs to be done there. You know, maybe you just, you hired and let people go and maybe you're quickly decided, I am not cut out for having a team. I don't want a team. That's okay. That's great information. Yes, it was time consuming and expensive, but it was great information. And now you've, you, now, you know, okay. Okay. Now, as far as team culture, uh, sorry, as far as hiring and recruiting and you've kept them and you've got a team, how's your team culture? How'd that go this year? You know, was there a squeaky wheel? that was making things frustrating uh, for you and everybody else. Um, do you have a wonderful team culture? What are you doing to promote that team culture? Repeat more of that, okay? Um, now, now the next line item here is finally, we're getting to the numbers. <laughs> now I want you to debrief your sales goals versus what you actually um, ended up getting monthly for 2023. So notice that, you know, I'm talking about numbers, planning, debriefing numbers as like one, two, three, number five down the list. Now, I'm not saying number crunching and debriefing where you were isn't important, but I really, really, really want you guys to get that that's not necessarily the place to start because many of you are frustrated spa owners and not happy doing what you're doing. And that's got to change. You got to change how you're doing things in your business in order to bring and um, access that joy again. And it nece doesn't necessarily start with money. But either way, here we are. Line item number five is to uh, debrief your monthly sales. Look at the seasonality, compare it to the other couple of years. Now I know the other previous few years are gonna be wonky because we were um, in a pandemic and you know, things have changed, but still, I think you can still get an idea of the growth pattern that's happening. Um, you'll be able to see the seasonality that's happening. Um, and also, this isn't just about service sales. 
you must split up your service sales and your retail sales, because if you don't split them up and you've and actually have seen this with a lot of coaching clients where their bookkeepers are actually just mushing their service sales and their retail sales together in the line item for their, um, uh, for their accounting. And it doesn't allow you to see, you know, what service, what's retail and how, if you don't see it, you can't change those numbers. Okay. So if your bookkeeper or accountant is just kind of dumping all sales into like a general lot, one line item of revenue, get them to split that up. I want you to constantly be think, looking at your numbers, service, retail, and then total sales. Okay. So how did those sales go? Um, were you focusing more on services in 2023? Were you focusing on up, upping your retail sales? Because we all know in the spa industry, that's literally the only way to leverage your business exponentially is through your retail sales. So how did those sales go? Um, you might've made 2023 goals. How close were you? How far away from, from them were you at? All right, another line item here for debriefing was your ideal client. And what I mean by that is I want to know, you want to know, who was your ideal client this year? Like who actually ended up versus who actually ended up coming in? Um, many of you are, you know, have this ideal client. You're like, you're more looking at the demographics, like their age and their household income, but that's not really the ideal client information that we're looking for. We're looking for more psychographics, why they spend money, um, what motivates them to spend money, how do, what, what motivates them to spend more money, what makes motivates them to be a loyal client. So there's often a discrepancy between the ideal client that you want and the ideal client that you got. So um, what I want you to do here is to make notes about who in kind of in general has been the ideal client that's been walking in and doesn't match up with the ideal client that I want. So getting away from more of the demographics, the age and the household income, that's all part of it for sure. But what we're looking for in terms of ideal client, we're looking for um, why they want to spend money with you. What is going on in their psychology? What is their inner chatter telling them? Okay. That ideal client uh, might be a little bit different than what's coming in. Okay. So if it is different, that means that for 2024, you're going to be needing to do some work on your marketing, particularly your ideal client messaging. Okay. Um, and then last year, did you have any new services that you added? Did you have any new product lines that you added? How did that go? Um, you know, you should, in your booking system, you should be able to see how many of those services were, were booked uh, last year, for this year, 2023. And you should be able to, you want to do a debrief on your retail sales, especially the new stuff that's come, come in. Is it moving? If it's not, why? What's going on? Okay. Um, and then finally, I want you to take a look at your admin hours this year. Did you book yourself admin hours um, or did you find yourself uh, working on your spa business stuff on like Sunday afternoon when you really actually want to be hanging out with your kids? So that's the debrief, your pay, uh, your time off, hiring, recruiting, team culture, um, sales, uh, sales numbers, ideal client, new services, 
new retail added, and your admin hours. So that can actually give you a very good idea about what went right in 2023 and what could be a little bit better for 2024. Now, that piece there about what you did what right and what you want to be different. The piece about, you know, looking at all the things that, you know, you could, I don't want you to look at all the things that are wrong because that's not how we want that's kind of stinking thinking. And we don't want to kind of look at it in that negative uh, aspect. We want to look at it as, okay, so here's my gaps for time, leadership, money, energy, and resources. And now it's kind of time to just dig into were any of those things calling, causing mental, physical, emotional <laughs> um, issues for you? Because again, we're back to what I started with. If, you, if things are stressing you out, that's not sustainable. Stressing you out part is just more of a flag in the place. Something needs to be fixed. I don't want you to keep going in this stress cycle. So you know, looking at what worked, what didn't work, looking at the mental, physical, and emotional impact of your business is critically important to be able to make changes coming up, right? So at the end of the day, you know, once you've done your debrief, take a look at your notes. What do I want to be saying more yeses to in my business? I want to say, maybe it's like, I want to say more yeses to skin, doing skin um, care clients rather than giving pedicures and waxing. Or maybe I want to say more yeses to myself. I need, I need more time to myself. And maybe that looks like um, cutting down a day in the, in the spa, or maybe just doing a half day and early, like doing the morning and then cutting off half halfway through. But whatever it is, I want you to get, um, you know, like dig in there. What do you want to say more yes to? And what do you want to say no to? And there should definitely be some like, hell knows, I do not want to do that again. All right. So, you know, your business is the best coach you could ever have. It will tell you what's working, what's not. Sometimes as owners, we kind of blow past it and go, yeah, 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 yeah. I think this is what I want to do. This is my goal. This is what blah, blah, blah. But we got to do these debriefs and these check-ins to make sure we're still on the right track and that we're not building a business. We end up actually um, that burns us out or it's not fulfilling at all. Okay, let's move into actual goal setting now. So now that you are clear about what you want to repeat, what you want to toss, it's time to actually create those goals. So I have some prompts for you. First thing I want to ask you is, you know, a couple of years ago, probably about five years ago, you know, there's a lot of discussion five to 10 years ago about your why. The whole Simon Sinek thing. I thought, you know, he, he did us all a huge favor with that. Um, and so the, the first thing here for 2024, I just want to ask, hey, is your why still valid? <laughs> just in case it's not. Because if it's not, that's okay too. And you can do a pivot however you would like. Um, is your ideal client still valid? Okay. If it is great. If it's not, if you've done a shift in your market positioning, um, just a heads up, you're going to be needing to do some new, uh, new ideal client work. All right. Um, next slide item is your pay. What do you want to be paying yourself? Now, many of you mm, sometimes come up with just like literally plucking a number out of the air and saying, I want to be paid this. 
I wish it was that easy. <laughs> um, and so if you are really struggling with your pay, I suggest starting lower and then just budgeting so that you can in incrementally increase it throughout the year for you, okay? Um, same with time off, go into your calendar and actually block off those dates in your calendar for the year. Yes, for the year, do it now for 2024. Cause you all know, cause I've done this too, um, where I forgot to actually, even like regular stat holidays, I forgot to block off in my calendar I end up getting booked with clients. So just do yourself a favor, go through and block off your time off. Now, especially like the like the week in the summer or the week at Christmas or whatever, however you want to do it. And, you know, booking those long weekends for your extra long weekends. Okay. So just block it off. Now, the other thing with this time off piece is that this is where the time money math come, equation comes in. So, and I do this a lot with my clients when they think that they can't take time off. And after we've done this, they're like, oh, I can totally take this time off. So all you need to do, decide the time, how many weeks off you want in the year. Uh, so there's 52 weeks in a year. Say you want three weeks off. Say you want four weeks off in the year. Let's do four weeks. So that means that in order to say you want to make $100,000 in revenue, um, that you have 48 week, 47 weeks to do that, right? So 47, let's look, just do a quick calculation here. Um, $100,000 divided by 47 weeks is $2,127 a week. So that is feels much more doable than, you know, kind of having this nebulous, like, okay, I'm going to take four weeks off and I'm still going to make a hundred thousand dollars and then not kind of figuring out how you're going to be able to do that. When you actually have the number in mind, you can then now, you now know, okay, I need to bring in just over two grand a, a week in services and retail. Let's split that up. Okay. So if it's two grand in total, um, let's just say 30% of that is uh, retail. That means that out of that, that just over a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, six hundred thirty-eight of it is going to be retail, right? So that's just thirty percent retail. If you're a skin therapy business, you can easily be at fifty to hundred percent retail. Okay. So now you can you see how now that you've broken it down into what I need to make per week it's a lot more doable. All right, um, okay, goal setting. If you want to build a team for 2024, oh, you've got a lot of work to do, my friends. <laughs> if you don't have a team right now, um, November is probably a really great time to get started with this planning because you will need a staff handbook. You will need an operations manual. You will need a recruiting and hiring like little system for yourself. And you will need a training program for once you hire them. Um, if you don't have any of those things put together as a system, that is very frustrating for you. It's very frustrating for your new hires. Um, and because like, if there's no documentation, it's all up in your head, it, you're really not setting them up for success. So 
you absolutely need to put on a recruiting and hiring and training system as part of I need <laughs> for 2024. Okay. Um, and as far as hiring, like, you know, what do you think you want to hire? Do you want to hire, are you doing a build out and you need to hire like five estheticians or are you just starting small and hiring one part-timer? Map out a little bit of a plan for yourself. Okay. Um, now we get to sales goals. Um, now with sales goals, again, we want to split them up into service and retail. First thing I want to ask you is, are you aware of your actual cost per treatment? Because this is where some spas, they can make their sales goals and they still don't have enough money at the end of the month because their cost per treatments are off. A lot of times what they're only calculating is the cost of the product. They're not calculating because that's often what is in, you know, if your skincare line includes, you know, it gives you a general, like, this is the cost per treatment, but it's only including what the cost of that product is. If you're getting out from your skincare line, we need to include your overhead costs. Um, we need to include the labor costs for the giving that service. We need to include the, not just the pay, like the, like what they're getting paid, but we also need to include all those deductions that we as, um, as a business owner need to give to the government. So um, if you are unfamiliar with like that full cost per treatment formula, your sales goals may not even be enough. So if you have been constantly struggling year after year, like I seem to be hitting these sales goals and we're still not making any money, you got to look at your cost per treatment. Um, okay, so that's sales goals. Um, when it comes to sales goals, I also want you to, you know, you need to look at last year's um, month by month to make, you know, the seasonality flow as it does. So you're not just making these pie in the sky numbers for a sales goal. And, you know, it's not reasonable to even hit them. It needs to be reasonable. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of times as far as sales growth, you know, 10% is a, um, I'd say that's a marginal safe growth. If you can grow 20%, awesome. But if you're like, I'm not even sure what I should be growing, you know, that's why we want to take a look at last year's. What did last year grow over the year before? We can kind of get an idea of a pattern of percentage of growth that keeps happening over year over year. <clears throat> Um, okay, now we're on to team culture sale, uh, goals. If you have a team and the culture is meh, um, you're likely going to need like a mentor or a coach if you've already tried to heal the culture and it's just not, it's not running. Um, but, you know, when it comes to team culture, if the culture is low, if it's negative, if there's even one person who's a squeaky wheel, it throws the whole team off. And as much as I hated firing people, um, it really, they were compromising the business. They were comprom compromising everybody else's career at that facility. And so um, I personally don't have a lot of tolerance for, for poor team culture. But if this is your goal, then, you know, a lot of times it's more of a discussion, like, you know, it's, you know, maybe it's the team is just isn't selling, you know, they're kind of apathetic, like they just kind of show up and they do their job kind of, but there's no kind of like get up and go. There's no motivation. Um, you know, that would be a, a, a 
situation where you'd want to find some strategies to improve your team culture. Uh, we already talked about ideal client. Perhaps you, you know, you've shifted niches and from more general spa, maybe you're going into skin or maybe you're just like shifting into waxing. You're going to need a new ideal client, a new goal for that ideal client. Um, what about for 2024? Are you planning on adding any uh, new services? Now with this, I want you to ask yourself, why? Why am I adding this service? Um, if you're adding a service because you're slow, uh, I would caution that and, and have you talk to somebody about it because adding a new service or adding a new product when you're slow isn't necessarily going to fix the problem. Just kind of like, you know, throwing money at a problem doesn't necessarily fix it all the time. So if you're adding a new service, be very clear about why exactly you're adding it. Is it aligned with your current service offerings? Well, clients kind of go, well, that's kind of weird. Like if you're, um, um, you know, if you're a skin therapist and you add teeth whitening, I mean, yeah, for sure you could do it. But if it just kind of seems a bit of a left field, um, not saying that it can't be done and isn't done. It's just, I want you to be very clear about why you're doing this. You know, will that teeth whitening client be the same as your facial client? This is what I'm talking about. Like you can't just throw stuff in and expect it to work without strategy behind it. So I want you to make sure that if you are thinking about bringing in a new service or a new product or product line, that you're super clear about why you are doing this and who it's for as far as the client. And you know, what do you like, how long is it gonna take to uh, pay off this, this investment? Um, and finally, the last piece I want to bring up for you in terms of goal setting is if you are in a situation in your life where there's a lot of personal stuff going on um, and it's business is just a lot to keep up with, I am here to give you permission to have a coast year. And what I mean by that is just you don't need any new growth initiatives. You don't need to bring in on a new team member. You don't need to bring on a new product line. You don't need to bring in a new service. Um, you don't need to do anything in any of those things in a coast year. In a coast year, you would just coast. That doesn't mean like you're, you're still going to show up for your clients. You're still going to give them the best service that you can, you and your team. But it just means that you are tweaking and improving what's already happening in terms of, so just say, you know, just improving the guest experience, you know, in a way, maybe it's about making sure like all of your team and you are very present with each client. Um, Cause it's really easy to get into the flow and hustle and you're thinking about the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, right? Um, maybe as far as coasting, it's just getting better at, you know, the retail sales, you know, not learning anything new, but okay, team, we're going to focus on our pre-booking for the month of December because we know January is quiet. Um, okay, team, we're going to focus on uh, increasing retail sales, but particularly exfoliants. And we're going to focus on blah, 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 blah. So you can have these little mini goals within your business in a coasting year without having like you can still grow but you don't have to have these big growth initiatives that are time consuming 
um, energetically consuming, um, financially consuming. You don't have to have, like, you don't constantly have to keep pushing, okay? This can be a coast year. So if you need it to be a coast year, um, just work in your business, um, do your thing, be present, have the team, you know, continue to be present and nurture the business that way without adding any new growth initiatives. Okay. You got to take care of you. You got to put like, as you, as the owner and leader, um, it's putting the oxygen mask on you first. So it's okay to have a coast year. Uh, even if you felt like nothing major happened, you're just kind of, eh. <laughs> you've lost your, your mojo and you're struggling to find joy in your business. Give yourself the gift of a coast year for 2024 and rest. Okay. You have permission. Okay. Now that you have made, um, some goals for yourself, the next step here is resourcing because we can make all the goals we want. If we don't have the correct resources, we're just putting ourselves in a super stressful position and setting ourselves up to be like, yo girl, you just, you didn't do it again, right? And that's not helpful at all. And so all that was missing is taking a look at what resources are needed for my goals. So um, coaches and mentors are definitely a really great uh, resource. Um, I've, I've I don't always have a coach for myself. Um, I sometimes work with like in masterminds. Um, sometimes I've worked with another esthetician, another esti bestie on the business where we, made, where we met every month. We had a book that we read through that we literally used as a workbook. Um, so there's, there's other options there. You know, you don't have to dive into like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of coaching programs. Okay. There's resources out there. Maybe you just need like one coaching call. <laughs> a lot of times I find that for myself where I'm like, I don't need a full program. I just want to talk to somebody for an hour. I just need some like quick, um, I just need a quick touch point for something. Right. Um, the other support that you might need is staffing. So if you're wanting to grow a team, you definitely need staffing <laughs> resources. So, you know, with that comes your recruiting, hiring and training systems. Do you have a system in place? Do you have staff handbook? Excuse me. Have, do you have operations manuals? Do you have, you know, um, let's see, you know, all the things like the, you know, reception cheat sheet, um, uh, or the reception to do checklist for downtime. All of that stuff should be in place before you're um, starting to recruit and hire. Um, another place where you probably need some resourcing is your marketing. Um, I think most, most spas and most businesses need that resourcing. You know, as entrepreneurs, we're big picture people. <laughs> and when it comes to marketing, we don't mind the big picture. It's the like, implementation that usually falls off the rails. The other part with marketing that falls off the rails is just as a spa owner, you don't necessarily know all the nuances for marketing. So now we're back at mentoring and coaching because if you don't know what you don't know, you don't even know what to do with your marketing, right? Um, okay, the other things that you'll need resourcing for is just systems and structure. Um, you know, any kind of growth initiative, you'll need a system, you'll need system and structure. Otherwise, you feel kind of crazy. Um, 
a lot of spa owners don't even think about using project management software. Uh, so this is a great time of year in your planning, uh, planning season to start working with something like Asana. Uh, project management software. It literally helps to keep everything, it's all in the cloud. So it's all, um, you know, if you have a team, even if like, even if you have subcontractors, like if you have somebody doing your social media for you, uh, somebody writing your blogs for you, you can invite those people into the project so that they can be tagged and given due dates and all that kind of stuff um, for your project. It's really, really awesome. Um, and you also may need some personal supports. And I'm talking about things like, you know, figuring out childcare, um, you know, and, and the childcare piece, I'm sure if you already got kids, you already got childcare kind of figured out. I'm talking about like for 2024, those extra pieces that you will need support for. So if you are, let's talk about the, uh, admin, having an admin day. If you, if your admin day has, typically been like Monday, uh, you're not, you don't take clients or maybe the team is with clients, but you're at home and, you know, maybe you've got a little one and you've been trying to like manage it in while you've gotten down for a nap or then feed them, you know, snacks and lunch and blah, blah. That's really, really tough. And I know that us mothers, you know, Lord knows we, we are tough, tough creatures, but it's, I want to say it's, too, it's too much. And if you can organize some childcare for your admin days, um, or any other time that you need supported with work time, um, that's why I've got that in here. Um, therapy, y'all life is hard, <laughs> especially if we're moms and we've got partners and we have our parents and, you know, we want to have our own lives and we're going through stuff, right? It's a lot. And I know that you can handle a lot, but it's so much help, more helpful and supportive of our, of ourselves. It's literally like taking, it is taking care of ourselves. Um, so if you are struggling with your mental health um, or just want somebody to talk to, you know, to kind of talk about talk stuff out um because we don't want to talk about that at work you can't talk to your team about your personal stuff like that it's inappropriate um so therapy may be something that would be really supportive of you like just even once a month right um if you have a maybe you're needing a spiritual practice that you didn't think you need um like for me i i often use my tarot cards as a quick like just a refocus, a grounding um, to help me reconnect with my soul, reconnect with spirit, um, and to interact, to have my soul, my spirit interact with my daily life. So I'm not this kind of disconnected. So um, I do that. I sometimes, uh, what else do I do? Meditate. I definitely meditate every morning. So it doesn't need to be long you don't need to meditate for an hour I meditate for 15 minutes um you know pulling a tarot card and and you know reading what it has to say five minutes but that is a grounding exercise in itself um that helps us to um just show up in a in a better way um another personal supports that you might need are maybe it's time to get some exercise um I I prefer just going out for a walk or, or a hike. Um, I used to 
go to the gym all the time in my like teens and twenties and thirties. And I've just, I'm so bored of all of that. So I just prefer to have more functional fitness. So whatever floats your boat, but you're going to need to exercise. And if you are still in the treatment room, you physically have to keep exercising in order to be, be able to physically do your job. Diet. How's your diet doing? Are the new, the foods that you're eating nourishing? Um, and, and any other kinds of self-care that supports you. Maybe it's time to read, just read a novel. Uh, maybe it's girls night, you know, once a month going out for girls nights. It could be just like wine night or whatever. Um, going out for a walk with a friend. You know, whatever that self-care looks, looks like for you is critically important to support your success for 2024. All right, now, what's next after this planning? So we've got debrief, we have the goal setting, and then we have resourcing. Now what's next after all, after that is kind of, you know, figured out would be implementation. And I know y'all don't like implementation. Um, I don't like implementation, so I totally get it. But um, well, I'm going to do another podcast on like how to implement when you hate implementing, because that is literally the next steps for 2024. All right. So that's it for our little planning workshop for today for our 2024 spa business abundance. And I also know that this can be kind of boring <laughs> work to do on your own. So if you'd like to book a call with me and do something like I like to do is just kind of book an hour call with a coach and you know I have a list of questions want to talk about some things I'm happy to do that if you'd like to do like a full 2024 planning day with me um, I have that option available for you so you can just send me an email at kirsten at kirstenfoss.com or um, just post a, a comment on any of the the platforms that you're listening from I'd be happy to chat with you about what that would look like and what your next steps would be. All right, my friends, that's it for our 2024 Spa Business Abundance Planning Workshop. Um, I'm curious, did anything come up for you that you're like, you know, when I was asking earlier, were there things in 2023 that were like, you want to say more yeses to? Were there things that you want to say more noes to? I'm really curious about what your yeses are and what your nose are, because that is, uh, that's learning, that's growing, that's our own personal growth. Um, that's happened so far in this year. All right, my friends, take good care of yourself. Good luck with your planning. And like I said, if you need a little hand, or you want my strategic brain into your business, that's what I do. And we should connect. Take good care.